Well, go back to the time in England where overlords, well, even in history, where the overlord, the people with the money and the power, thought that all the underlings should work for them and they should have to starve them. Um, they worked on the, the overlord's land. The overlord took almost everything except a bare sustenance for them to stay alive. That's what we're going back to, that animalistic view of what a society should look like. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Sherry Edwards coming back to the program. I've been wanting to check out Schwab and that insane scientist Herrera. And we got into all sorts of other people. I wanted to check out Zelensky and Putin, but we ended up getting into Elon Musk. We got into uh, some of the judges the new one, Jackson, and then we did Kavanaugh, and we also did Amy Coney Barrett, and we also did Tulsi Gabbard. I think you're going to be surprised at some of the what this is coming back as. It's not what people are saying on some of these guys, and it's not what my instinct is on a couple of them. And so I think you're going to be surprised. This show is in two parts. I separated based on you know people that we've done. It's Easter. I'm with my in-laws. I didn't have enough time to do both parts. I'm going to try to get the second part out as soon as possible, but I'm, I just can't, I getting backed up on shows because I took four days off here with the family. I'm like, I can't do that today. So I spent today working and getting this out for you. And tomorrow being Easter, I probably won't be able to spend much time. I'm going to be with our family. So I'm going to try later at night once we get uh, back and see if I can get that second part out. Otherwise, we're going to have to get it out for you on Monday. And these are great. These are great ones to help you understand what they are really thinking. And some of it's hopeful and others are, aren't. But that, that it, reality is always better than not knowing the truth. And let me give you a little background on Sherry Edwards. For those of you who are first being introduced to her, she has the ability to hear hundreds of times better than an average person. She was born that way with her, her mutation in her, her hearing. And she has been studied by military labs, by multiple people. She's been credited for and got awards for creating the whole bioacoustics science field. She has the ability to hear if you're lying, to hear your health profile, to hear what you really, what your emotions and what your true intentions are. And she spent uh, many years of her life creating a software program so that anybody can do this. Uh, the other thing I want to tell you is there was, before the world went absolutely insane, PBS did a couple specials on her as well. So she's been vetted all over the place. She's just an amazing an amazing person. 
I want to also tell you, though, when you listen to bioacoustics, it, it's in context to what it is that they're, they're talking about. So somebody who might be, they might be lying about one thing and telling the truth about another. So you can't say that they're just always a liar. You have to look at it in the context of what it is that they're talking about and what, where they are, how they're projecting themselves. So it, it's very interesting. It's great information. And I think you're going to get a lot out of this. I also want to tell you that we're still trying to raise money for this lawsuit that we're in, the censorship. We did file in the ninth district. You can go to Give, Send, Go, Defending Free Speech. You can click on the link and see what our filing was. And I also wrote an article about it. You can see who's all involved in the lawsuit. I just, this is so, the court system, the whole system, so expensive that a normal person, average people can't afford it. The only way we can even afford this is to do this whole fundraising thing so that we can get multiple people together. And we will be working to get it to the Supreme Court after this. And, you know, we see what's going on with Elon Musk, with Twitter. And by the way, we did this early last week. So all the other stuff happened after, but that's, you're, you're going to learn what she thinks about his, his whole Twitter deal. But just so you know, because some of the things we said were like four days late, so much is happening so quickly and it's very difficult to get these things out in time. So the last thing I want to tell you is go to my website, sign up for my newsletter. Please share that with others. See if you can get other people to sign up for my newsletter. Then just go to sarahwestall.com. There's multiple ways to sign up, whether on the side, on the bottom, um, kind of all over the place. And I also write articles, so feel free to read some of that. And I've also posted a lot of exclusive for my members on Ebonier and on sarahwestall.tv. And Ebonier, if anybody can't afford it, just send me a message in the contact form, and I don't want it to be a burden for you, and I'll have, I'll give you a free membership. TV. I can't do that on, but I sure can on Ebonier, and you can have access to all those exclusive videos and anything else that's on there. There's a growing environment of people communicating with each other and posting things, so I'm, I'm really happy that people are engaging. And for those of you who would like to engage in a environment, Ebonier is a good place for you. And let's get into this first part of this really interesting show with the amazing Dr. Sherry Edwards. Hi, Sherry. Welcome back to the program. It's great to be here and get to talk to your people. Well, I've been wanting to do this show for a while. I know that you've known I've been asking to analyze these bankers and these globalists for a while and I finally got my act together and I sent you a bunch of videos but we also because of the Ukraine situation and it seems like they're using that as a means to bring in this big reset we had the opportunity to do both Zelensky and Putin as well as this weirdo Dr. Harari and then the globalist egomaniac Klaus Schwab but who do you want to start with? For the people in charge, they are seeing Ukraine as a sacrificial lamb, and they're just waiting to see what the rest of the world is going to do. Uh, if Ukraine goes down, there'll be one thing, and if people come to the uh, protection of Ukraine, they'll do something else. 
Okay, and that's what you're seeing in the vocal prints. Okay, what I should do right here is play the little clip I have of Harari that you analyze because this will give people a good idea of what we're looking at. Um, so I'm going to play it right now. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. Data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. And if indeed we succeed in hacking and engineering life, this will be not just the greatest revolution in the history of humanity. This will be the greatest revolution in biology since the very beginning of life four billion years ago. For four billion years, nothing fundamental changed in the basic rules of the game of life. All of life for four billion years, dinosaurs, amoebas, tomatoes, humans, all of life was subject to the laws of natural selection and to the laws of organic biochemistry. But this is now about to change. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the same time, science may enable life, after being confined to, for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may ena enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. So after four billion years of organic life, shaped by natural selection, we are entering the era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. So does the data about my DNA, my brain, my body, my life, does it belong to me or to some corporation or to the government or perhaps to the human collective? Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. That's over. Over. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized. 
everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do re good reforms that in normal times people will never agree to. But in a crisis, you see we have no chance, so, 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 so let's do it. Vaccine won't help us go the to the test, of course. The vaccine will help <laughs> us, of course. It will make things you know, more manageable. Surveillance, people could look back in 100 years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin, which I think is maybe the most important development of the 21st century, is this ability to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it, and understand people better than they understand themselves. This, I believe, is maybe the most important event of the 21st century. One of the features of this fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. Okay, what we're looking at here that we're not going to tell people anything they don't already know at some level. We're just going to confirm what's already happening. And, and people will usually say, well, yeah, that's right. It's because people's voices give away what's really going on inside them. And you're looking at this, this Dr. Harry. He is... Harari, yeah. Harari. He's just a good uh, companion for Schwab because they think the same way. Dr. Harari, from a biological perspective, that he is thinking that people have already done themselves in and AI, uh, artificial intelligence, is gonna take over and that humans who created it is too stupid to stop it. He has a very limited perspective and he wants to use his intellect. He's very egotistical. He wants to use his intellect to um, change the future. He says free will is over, but we as humans have um, created our own destruction. And that's why he believes he wants to be on the side of artificial intelligence. And he believes he's smart enough to do it. And the rest of the world is stupid. Okay, and does he want to just control everybody? Like when, when he's talking about controlling everybody, you know, the the lack of free will and everything. He's not talking about himself. He's talking about implementing it against all of us. Yeah, he wants to convince people with what he knows, his uh, superior intelligence, that the rest of us should just accept and go along because he knows best. And it's not going to be this idea of he or she, but it's going to be the idea of it. Oh, because he's 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 also a he really heavily believes in um, transgender and all that stuff. Well, uh, from his voice print, yes, but I've never heard anything else from him except what you sent me. Okay, what we just played, yeah. Well, I, I know that he's a gay man, but that doesn't necessarily, gay people aren't necessarily have that gender um, agenda, but these people have that agenda. So now why, you, you didn't hear it. I didn't give you one on his agenda with that. So um, is there anything else about him? Because a lot of people think that he is the leader of that movement. I don't think he is. 
I think he's just one nutbag who's in line with Schwab, who has the same goals and agendas. But is he, does he have kind of a leader mentality or is he more just, I mean, what is his mentality in that way? He feels like he is intellectually superior and that he's going to use information, good or bad, uh, because someone is going to take advantage of this situation. And right now, the rest of us that aren't in charge might as well surrender. So he's going to use his intellect to try to see that that happens. Where Schwab is using his um, ego, this guy is using his intellect. Is his, does his intellect cause him to have a huge ego then? Or, I mean, is it the same thing? Say that again. You faded out a minute. Does his ego or does his intellect give him a huge ego? Uh, you know, he has a, he has a lot of confidence in his intellect. Does that translate into having not only this confidence of him being superior intelligence, but also having an ego to match that thought? He does have a large ego, but he is convinced from his soul that free will for the people is over. And I believe this whole thing that's happening in the world is not about depopulation like a lot of people are saying. It is about control. And he sees that control is going to happen. And he and Schwab both just feel like they ought to be in charge. Okay, well, let's put up his chart real quick so people can see it. And then you can explain a little bit about it he has very if you look at his yellow line his his d his d what does the d sharp mean because that's what he has that's almost every that's his largest thing is that his intellect coming out yes yellow is intellect and the d is information and the d sharp is how that information is used so he's going to use what he thinks he knows to create the future, which is the red information that you see there. And the C note red is ego. His ego is high. E is he thinks his words are more important than anybody else's. And the A sharp is the management of um, people. And he thinks okay. that what he knows is the best for you. Give up now and uh, we won't kill you. It's, it's a threat. Oh, geez. So, okay. And then um, uh, if you go to his numbers, his chart, uh, you know, for somebody who's very healthy, mentally healthy, there's numbers everywhere. He has so few numbers. What does that mean? It means... I mean, it looks like he's insane. Well, his perspective is single-minded. He doesn't have much else to do or think about. He's got one goal. And that goal is to feed his ego based on information, good or bad. Okay. Interesting. But he's very single-minded in what he is talking about. And he feels untouchable. That nobody else can come at him and convince him of anything other than what he thinks. But he feels untouchable. But that's what we're seeing as a general attitude by these people is they do seem, un they act like they're untouchable. Well, go back to the time in England where overlords, well, even in history, 
where the overlords, the people with the money and the power, thought that all the underlings should work for them and they should have to starve them. Um, they worked on the, the overlord's land. The overlord took almost everything except a bare sustenance for them to stay alive. That's what we're going back to, that animalistic view of what a society should look like. That And that's what's coming out is what he thinks. He's so ego that he thinks that's what other humans only deserve that. Yes, and that we might as well give up now because with artificial intelligence, and Schwab believes this too, that with artificial intelligence, they can control us no matter what we do. Well, what about them being controlled? They don't see that. I mean, are they so stupid that they don't think they will be victims of that too? They don't see that. Um they they feel impervious to anybody else's opinion. Yeah, they're so dumb. He thinks he's so intellectually great. He doesn't realize he can be a victim of the same crap he's trying to put everybody else through. Okay, well, that's he looks insane to me. That's what's going to do the downfall. All of these leaders who are trying to place themselves in a position of control. Now, we not talked about it, but Elon Musk really wants control of what he's doing. And he doesn't want to be interfered with. I think that's why he bought part of Twitter. More than anything else, Musk's idea is, leave me alone for me to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And he's going to be one of fighting for the people because he believes what is good for the upper people, as they're calling themselves, um, should be available to the little people at the same time. I was very disappointed this morning to learn that uh, Musk turned down a position on the board of Twitter. I think the stock's going to go down because of that, because people saw him as hope against this level of tyranny, which you see the American government is in that level of tyranny. They put themselves above everybody else. And Musk is trying to do something about it. I'll give you one quick example. But well, let me, wait a minute. With Musk, hold on one second. With Musk, you're seeing that he wants to help. He wants to have whatever's available to the elite group, you know, what this Harari wants. But he thinks everybody should get it. Yes. So Musk is actually a good, even though he wants, he's, you know, being honest, most entrepreneurs or pretty much all entrepreneurs don't want to be messed with. That's pretty much a trait with them. They want to do their own thing. So I'm not surprised with that, but he's for the, he's seriously for the little guy. Yes. He thinks um, all the privileges should be equal to the people who have earned them. Not to people who just take. Excellent. Okay. I wasn't sure if I, I, uh, I saw that in Musk, but that's absolutely excellent. Okay. Keep going. I was disappointed when I saw that he refused the position on the board of Twitter because I thought he could do something by that position. But he must have something else in mind, because he's always going to be prepared for what you didn't think about. And that's good. But I would predict the stock goes down. And the, what I was going to give you as a an example, Pelosi pushed through these electric cars for every government agency. Then she went out and bought a lot of stock in electric cars. Yep. And Musk didn't like that, so he dumped some of his stock to make Pelosi's go down. 
But I believe that is what behind the fuel crisis, that they're trying to force people into electric cars, and it's all contrived. Yes. Every bit of this gas shortage is contrived by the people at the top. And I, yep. all of this censorship is controlled by people at the top. And that's what Musk wants to stop. But more than that, he wants to stop anybody interfering with him. And he wants to have an avenue for the truth to come out. He, He's not torn. And it's not 50-50. It's more like 60-40. He's for himself and then 40% for the little guys. And he's going to help as much as he can, but the fact that he doesn't want to be a board member, I think that dashed people's hope above everything else when people heard that he bought this controlling interest or majority interest in Twitter, they thought, finally, somebody on our side that can do something. Yeah, but I think he has, a, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that we don't understand. So, um, you know, that we aren't privy to, because I don't, yeah, there's, he could be, there's all sorts of leverage going on. Okay, well, that's very interesting. Look at what they're trying to control us with. Fuel, food, yes, family, protecting us, get rid of the cops. They're trying to take everything that made us feel safe and control it. So they, in turn, can control us to do whatever they deem necessary. I saw something this morning that just made me cringe that the medical community is trying to make it so that they can take your children based on a some kind of medical excuse and they can take them away from you, the family, and put them in some institution where you have no control. And I think that's the last straw. Fuel, okay. We'll cope and deal with it, but you mess with my family, and that I'm done. I think so too. But that's what they are. Yeah, they've been messing with families for a long time, though. That's what's pretty sad. But yes, I agree with you. Okay, so we're seeing that this Harari and Sh let's go over Schwab. We haven't done Schwab yet. That's interesting about Musk. I'm so glad you brought him up because I was wondering about him. Let's go through. Uh, Schwab, because Schwab is like the evil villain character that everybody's horrified over because he's the one that that is the face behind all this tyranny. Well, he thinks he has a right to be in that position. He thinks he has a right to have a very large ego. He doesn't have a God complex, but he thinks he has a right by some position um, to... Um, control everybody else and he's very proud of the fact when he talks about how he has undermined governments he's very proud of that fact and i have to say um when i mention our names like mrs merkel um, even uh, vladimir putin and so on they all have been young global leaders of the world economic forum mm -hmm. but um what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that 
half of this cabinet or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet are for our uh, actually young global leaders of the world economy right. forum and that's true in argentina too wow yeah sorry that's true in argentina as well it's true in argentina and uh, it's true in france now mm -hmm. i mean with the president with a young global leader but how can he have that level of arrogance and not have a god issue because he thinks by his status where he is on the earth that he has more money or he comes from a, a family that has supported him to believe that he is one of the elites and it's his right he didn't earn it it's his right okay and but that's how they all think isn't it that's the scary part they think that they have this born right to rule over us well, take it a step further and look at these 52 or 53 people in the American government who signed a letter that said Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation and Trump was behind it. Now we know that's not true, absolutely not true. And when I examined these people's voices, Clapper and some of these people, they thought that and justified the means. And I think that's where Schwab is also coming from. He's in a position that people are underlings and they ought to obey him, almost like these overlords, that these people belong to me. They need to do what I'm saying. But Schwab is willing to um, look at the future and think that he ought to be in charge now, I don't know where all that comes from. It doesn't come from uh, a God-given idea. Just like these people wrote these letters, they thought that anything they did was okay if it got rid of Trump. They feel very justified in having done that. So does it look like they have an agenda that they're working on? For him to feel justified, I'm still caught up in this, how he can just feel justified that that's his position without having a god complex it's as if there's a whole group behind him which we think there is who is convincing him that this is the right way to go because they just think it is is that accurate that there could be a group behind him i think there is a group behind all of it and i think one of the biggest parts of that group is big pharma and it's about money and controlling people through health. You've got Fauci on board with that. But when you look at uh, Schwab, his highest numbers are 152. 40 is normal. So he has 152 in control information. So he thinks as long as he can control information and people's attitudes and minds and what they think, that is his right to do that. Almost like a farmer with his stupid animals. He has the right to, to control what field they go into, what they eat, what time they go to sleep, uh, what time he, he takes their milk. He believes he has that right. I don't know if people believe in past lives, but this guy is coming from a, a position of, I'm the king and you will obey. Oh, so he's almost like he believes he is the king. Yes. Interesting. Almost like he is Satan. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's, has, maybe that's not the right way to... He has, but it kind of like he's... Go ahead. He has a foundational ego of 93 
combined with words. He has a right to say what he wants to say, and if people don't believe it's like recreating history, he thinks that whatever he says becomes reality, much like Pelosi. They're just, I think that's crazy. That's insanity. But it seems like, okay, so if, if like King George came back, his, his vocal print might look like this because he just feels like he was born to rule. Yes. Wow. Okay. And that's not insanity. You, do you see that? Is there anything that shows whether somebody's just insane? Um, there would be a lot more separation in his number files, and there isn't. He knows what he's doing. It isn't insanity. He's doing this with an absolute purpose of controlling and having control over lots of other people. Okay, so insanity is, in your definition, insanity would be where there it's chaotic. Yes. Right? where the but so this is somebody who's not chaotic they're controlled in their thing can that still be insanity though if it's controlled could it still be a form of insanity or is it not in your experience it's very purposeful and i think people might put that under a superiority complex so i'm not a i'm not a psychologist but it's his stuff is very purposeful Okay. Very interesting. Gosh, I mean, we're dealing with, I think that's a, a form of insanity, but I guess I don't know, or me, I, I don't know. It, it's very extreme is what it is. Extreme narcissistic behavior. Yes. Extreme narcissist. Extreme narcissist. Okay. So in a way, if you're that extreme, it's just incredible. Okay. So let's move on to Putin. Okay, let me pull his stuff up so we can talk about the same thing. Okay, very similar to Schwab, 101 uh, ego. Let's put these two together right next to each other and see what happens. With Schwab and with uh, Putin? Putin, yeah. Okay. One of the things I found with Putin that really surprised me and remember that people who have like vocal prints have like perspectives and goals and whatever. Putin and Biden are very, very similar in their vocal prints. 